0: welcome to the sovereign woman podcast my name is kalika sharma i am the host of this podcast i am a women's sacred circle facilitator and transformational coach and i guide women into their sovereignty and i believe that all women have the capacity to own their inner voice to know themselves deeply and it's often Our life journeys that get us to a place of this deep knowing I'm very happy to share the interviews here on the podcast these I have done uh, with amazing women in India who I believe represent women's voices and truly care about women's upliftment and women's issues so I hope you enjoy them These are from a Feminine Sovereignty retreat that I had online during the pandemic. And I'm happy to share with you all these interviews. Enjoy. So
1: welcome, Neeti. Uh, Today we have Neeti Jain with us. Okay, so hi everyone. Uh, welcome to the Feminine Sovereignty Retreat. Uh, this is one of the interviews among uh, the five areas that we are exploring, starting with women and self commitment, self reliance. Uh, then we go into original wounding, which is the intergenerational patterns that women inherit. Uh, after which, we uh, go into the women's body and tuning into our intuitive body and uh, Today, the topic we're going into is how we set a balance or maybe we uh, have two kinds of energies. Women and men both have masculine and feminine in them. A softer side and then a more, a masculine is a more structured side of them. Uh, so we want to talk about uh, that. We're going to go into depth with that today. And ultimate, and finally, we'll end with uh, leadership and visibility for your purpose, who you are in the world. So today we have with us neepi Jen, and neepi very warm welcome to you and thank you for joining. neepi is the founder of Queen, a very, very uh, inspiring community that's uh, building, uh, I mean, one of the founders, I believe, like three of you. Yeah. Uh, and you're building, basically you're helping women work from home. And this is, I mean, the context of today in our pandemic and all is really, uh, made it absolutely essential it's not even an option anymore it's like it's like this is the main thing at one point maybe it was the option but today is the main thing so Nidhi uh, uh, welcome to you again and thank you for agreeing to to participate in this movement it is my
2: pleasure My it's pleasure. A thing
1: that you've said yes so thank you for that uh, can you start with telling me telling me a little bit about you yourself and a little bit your, about your background like before Queen and what inspired you to do this work Sure.
2: So uh, hello, everyone. This is Neeti here. And uh, thanks, Kalika, for inviting me to this platform. Um, So to give you a little background about myself, I'm a computer science graduate, uh, obviously graduated long, long time ago. Uh, And then I did my master's in information management uh, from Syracuse University in upstate uh, New York. And then I worked for about um, five years in in the us with uh, with a lot of corporates like kpmg and morgan stanley and then i decided to move back to india and uh, i worked with jp morgan for another five years um so i think i have a total of about 10 years in the corporate uh, working in the investment banking space in risk management um and um, and then um you know obviously all the family uh, things happened on the side i got married i had a daughter um and then you know, even after my maternity break of six months, I did go back to working with JP Morgan. JP Morgan was a very um, nice uh, accommodating corporate, I would say. But I did go back to the corporate world, uh, started working again. And then after another year, I think my daughter was a year and a half at that time when I said, you know, uh, this is not really what I want to do. And I always wanted to get into an entrepreneur space. So I decided to quit uh, JP Morgan. And um, Then for a couple of years, I did freelancing, consulting and training. And in the meantime, uh, you know, while I was just uh, taking a break, uh, you know, trying to figure out what I want to do, I met with, uh, you know, my friends Neha and Deval. We've been together for many years, um, you know, as friends in the U.S. as well. So we, you know, we while we were talking and, you know, uh, meeting over uh, coffees and lunches, whatever, during the break. I realized that we all are in the same space uh, where, we're, where uh, you know, we were mothers of uh, really tiny infants, I would say a year and a half, literally our kids are born in the same year. They're just a few months apart from each other. So we were in the same space uh, where, you know, we wanted to work. We wanted to bring a change um, in in the way uh, the corporate world was, um, you know, for women at that point. And also... We realized that there are many other women who probably are not in the corporate world, but, you know, have a lot of talent and skills, but are not able to go back to full time jobs. That's when I think we came up with the idea of Queen that there might be, um, you know, a segment of women or a section of women in the com- and build a community uh, that are in the same space who have younger kids or other family obligations that they need to take care of, but are very talented and skilled and want to work from home. You know, so that's where we built Queen. Uh, we came up with the idea of Queen and we build the website and we build the portal and we build our social networking uh, platforms on Facebook, Instagram. So we did get a lot of, um, um, you know, women who were interested in this uh, work from home opportunity we at that point when we started i think about 5 to 6 years ago we had a lot of employers as well but they were like small time in, uh, small to medium organizations who were looking for work from home opportunity because this work from home wasn't a normal concept at that point you know so uh, we got a lot of small medium organizations who were looking for these resources so we were able to place these women Uh, very quickly with these organizations uh, who were looking for work from home resources. So it worked well. It was a win-win situation for both our community as well as organizations who were looking for these resources. (laughs) So um, that's where we were, I think about a year and a half ago before COVID hit us. And um, uh, with COVID, I think uh, the whole new normal of working from home has changed. A lot more corporates are now open to the idea of working from home. They're more comfortable and are more, uh, you know, they have the more trust that this model works. There can be women, there can be resources, not women, but there are obviously men as well working from home now. So they, the, the trust factor is a lot more than what it was a year and a half ago. <clears throat> and um, now we uh, are working with a lot more bigger corporates, bigger organizations who are looking for uh, full-time work from home opportunities for women, not just for the pandemic, but it might continue in the future as well. So we do have a lot of organization, a lot more opportunities now for our community and uh, specifically for women uh, who are with, you know, uh, who have the skills and uh, are looking to get into workforce, but not wanting to go to the office. So that's where we are. Uh, That's where Queen, that's how Queen was born and uh, queen stands for quirky women empowerment and experiences network so we also want to empower women with you know providing them any upskilling skills um other trainings that they need to get these
1: jobs so that's where we are yeah that's a lot awesome i think it sounds like your own personal journey with um, like being in the corporate world. And I think a lot of uh, banking experience and all of that. And um, and then uh, you becoming a mother and having that experience with your other friends uh, yeah. and then getting this brainwave that this is what we can do for other women. And then it just worked out so well because there was a need and then y'all matched uh, those women to the uh, the corporate world who had a need and uh, today like you're saying it's suddenly like uh, the trust has increased uh, about work from home because uh, there's of course we don't have a choice now so uh, right. it, so the trust has increased and so it's i feel that it looks like it's kind of equalized a lot of things even between women and men because like if you're working from home you could be a woman or a man and it, it it's like I think even it's also applies to the domestic life because everyone is in the house now and you know, it, it's equal in a way, like in many ways. Yes. Or it just doesn't work at all. <laughs> yeah, so even in the, in the house, right, it
2: does change a lot of perspective for women and men where men need to pitch in for housework as well, or, you know, spend time with the kids, which wasn't probably happening as much before the pandemic because, um, you know, they would just leave for work. Um, and it was all left for the women in the house to manage, whether it's the house, the um, the the picking up kids, taking them to classes, and whatnot. So now I think men are more ready to pitch in, or um, you know, step in or, or step forward rather in helping women with household and kids work. So I think it's helping build a partnership. Um, you know, this uh, there are some I get I, I guess there's some benefits to this pandemic of, you know, a little bit men stepping in or stepping forward for um, housework and kids work as well.
1: I I totally agree with you and I think it's like, I feel our generation probably is seeing some changes that uh, that, you know, many women of previous generations have struggled to change this, but it has never really happened and change is something like usually everyone is resistant to change. They don't really like to change and So it it has to happen very slowly and doesn't like happen overnight. But I, so I wanted to ask you like in terms of, you know, masculine, when I say masculine and feminine, I mean like there is like a lot of women who are leaders, they tend to uh, think that, you know, they should emulate how men were in the past, like because that's what they've seen so even though you're a woman and you're you have the you know like women are naturally intuitive empathetic etc not all but yeah many so uh, i i want to know like do you feel like uh, as soon as women step into leadership they immediately feel like you know uh, i need to wear the pants now i need to be a man you know so uh, and i need to only if i'm masculine then i'm a leader otherwise i'm not a leader.
2: So I think there are both uh, sides to it. There are uh, reasons why we need to have more women in the leadership role because like they bring the empathetic side to it. They bring a different perspective to it completely that, you know, men are not thinking about. Uh, but then also on the other hand, uh, the the sheer number of men in leadership role as compared to women in those roles, make the women feel okay. I need to be like them to be in the, in the leadership role. Yeah. So they might feel that they need to uh, be like um, certain role models they have. It's also probably because they don't have women role models to look up to, you know? So that's why they're probably emulating men who are in those roles. But if there were more women in the leadership roles, I'm sure we, would, we wouldn't want to think that, oh, we want to, you know, emulate another man to be a leader in the industry. But I think it's just the sheer lack of, you um, Leader, women leadership roles in any any corporate that you might go there are not that many women to look up to and say you know I want to be like her or I want to be in a leadership position like her
1: yeah that, that is actually you're right because you know it's sort of like ties in what, what I was saying of the change is very slow it's not really going to happen overnight that it, it's all going to be balanced you know uh, I know there was this Sheryl Sandberg quote you know that uh, something about the world wouldn't want at one day, it wouldn't be like, we need uh, female leaders, but we would just need leaders, because then there won't be any difference between female and male and you know all of that. But uh, coming to the point about you made, which, uh, which is that, you know, there are very few representatives of feminine leadership. So whenever women like say you, you know, you, you are a leader. So what do you think as a woman, how do you strike that balance between being a, 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 a little feminine, like as a woman, you know, you have that side to you. You're a mother, and etc. So you have a little bit of a nurturing side, and then you also have that banking, corporate, very strong, structural side to you. So how do you? Um, what do you think are some of the like you could say the qualities that a, a woman leader who is not rare, but starting to become more common. what are those qualities that women should have I think uh,
2: you know these qualities you build over time over experience it's not something that you're going to build overnight and say you know today I'm going to become a manager or I'm going to lead a team so I'm going to have these attributes in myself you know I'm going to change from being a softer team player to a a more uh, dominating or more um, you know stronger personality I think it comes with, also comes with your personality, as well as uh, you build uh, those qualities over a period of years, as you grow in your role, in your experience in the industry, you talk to more people, you, uh, you know, you read, I guess you read a lot more um, books, I think reading, reading helps when you read about other leaders, like, you know, I read, I've read a few leadership books with Michelle Obama, and uh, Becoming, and Cheryl uh, Sandberg Leanin, and you know they they bring out some really good points in these books and you kind of build those attributes while uh, you know while you think and you put yourself in those examples that they have given in the book as to how you would develop so um, to answer your question I think there is no um, way that you would um, build those attributes it comes with one, it comes with your own personality. It Second, it comes with the way you've been brought up. Third, it, it comes over a period of time as you work in the industry. So it's all a combination of that, I would have to say. It's not something you're going to change overnight or build leadership uh, attributes or something like that.
1: Yeah. And I really like those factors you mentioned that it depends on your upbringing. It depends on, it depends on so many things. So yeah, yeah no two women are going to be exactly the same in, in the way. They and also are. The situations you are put
2: into, right. You know, uh, you might be a softer leader at one point, which, which I think is fairly fine. Uh, but if you are put into a situation uh, is, you know, sometimes how your experiences uh, and your situations make you behave. So, Those, I think, uh, would attribute to your uh, being a leader qualities or a leader uh, personality.
1: Yeah. I I think the pandemic is one such situation. Uh, I feel like maybe, uh, do you feel that, um, you know, I've just seen this with a lot of women, like, for example, in the society I live in, who were like, uh, maybe just homemakers, right? They were very much like, I would say, in their feminine uh not really knowing like where does money come from how is a roof put over my head like they, they don't really they're not connected with that side of them at all but suddenly they want uh something has shifted and they want to work now they want to work from home job and they ask me uh, do you know how i can get a work from home job and you know they suddenly are starting to develop a more uh you know their masculine side you know so uh do you find that this is happening a lot? Like you find women like that who are reaching out to you in mean-
2: Queen? Yeah, so there's obviously a lot more women who have reached out to us in the pandemic as well or even before. But uh, yes, during the pandemic that has increased because I feel people have um, have realized uh, you know, they have a lot more time, I guess, which by staying at home, that's number one point. I feel that they've realized that now there's no socializing there's no going out so they have a lot more time on hand and what do they do with that um number two is probably um you know they've they've got the time to think about their lives uh so and they've given it a thought uh and which you know in normal day-to-day life you're probably just uh, so busy with your daily life that you never gave it a thought that you know i want to do something for myself but i think during the pandemic everybody has kind of got a time to you know go back and think what they've done what they can do what they want to do so there's um I think all that has changed a little bit which has made uh women to step up or uh, say you know what how can I also contribute to to my to my household financially as well as for myself you know like how do I how do I make a change so I think that's probably I think it's just having a lot more time making that change
1: yeah and is that a challenge for you like in the sense of someone who's coming like a blank slate and they are maybe they need more training or hand holding because of that
2: yeah so I think um people who have never worked in the past uh, obviously uh, don't have the skills as well because they've been uh, you know uh, they don't have the corporate skills or they don't have the corporate experience so there's a lot of upskilling required for uh, some of these women because, um, you know, they don't, they, they, they've been doing certain things for the last whatever, 10, 15 years. And now if you wanna make a change, you need to realize that you need to upskill yourself, whether it's even as basic as communication skills, soft skills, um, how do you work in a team? All of those, how do you use a computer? How do you use Microsoft Excel? Um, digital marketing, social media. I think there's a lot that they need to um, catch up on if they haven't worked in the f- past 10 to 15 years.
1: Yeah. So I, uh, whatever some of the, um, like, I don't know if you yourself are personally dealing with it or it is, uh, you know, uh, something that um, your team deals with, maybe not you personally. But once you have uh, like these kind of cha- like, you know, maybe these are challenges and these women need to be trained. What are some of the I'm wondering, what are some of the things that I I, I believe you must be changing their lives also. It's not just getting a job and getting money. You know, you're re- really changing that woman's life like it's empowerment. Yes. Right. So yeah. uh, can you talk a little bit about that part? So it's not just changing women's life. Actually, it changes the
2: family's life because mm-hmm. you know, they've probably never realized what that extra income can mean to them. The confidence uh, that these women then have the the conversations and the family changes once they start working, uh, you know, they're able to make a decision. They get those decision making skills once, uh, you know, they start working. So there's a lot of changes that happen when we put these women back to work who have probably lost uh, you know touch of the corporate industry for 10-15 years and are now coming back so they get a lot more confidence they are able to make better conversations about their about family finances about the family security uh, the level of conversation completely changes you know when uh, when they start working um there's a lot more um in the they, once you know they get the feeling of independence the whole whole thing changes around them so it's not just changing a woman's life it's changing the entire family's life they're more their kids um the rapport over their kids changes because now the kids kind of also respect them in the same way they would respect you know the earning member of the family so the the all, all of that changes so it's just a lot of changes uh, that happen when a woman starts working, becomes independent, uh, not just for the purpose of financial, but even if they were financially secure before, but they just start working, they get a lot more more confidence uh, for themselves, which kind of also reflects in the family life.
1: Yeah, that is, that is actually so inspiring, that part of like, it's not just the woman who changes it. it whoever she comes in contact with, yeah. basically that person can be, uh, you know, more inspired and more, just because of who she's being, she's being a more confident person. She's being yeah. someone like who maybe you know you want to have a conversation with. She has something to offer, basically, right? Yeah. So you know, you know
2: the saying that goes, "Educate a educate a girl and you'll educate a family," right? So it's the same way. I would feel. I would say that you know, once you. Uh, bring, bring women back into the uh, into the corporate world they're more independent you are making a lot more you're changing a lot more lives because they also talk to their other friends you know how, how empowered they've become how independent they've become they kind of motivate their friends they motivate their neighbors they motivate the, the people around them so it's, it's you once you get one woman to uh, make that change take that step you have actually uh, helped a lot more women
1: is there resistance in that space as well? Like families saying, no, we don't like you so confident. You shouldn't be so confident.
2: So there's a resistance, I think, in the beginning when, they, when they're when they applying for these jobs or, uh, you know, when they come and take the first step or even before the first step actually is where the resistance is. Uh, that, you know, why do you need to work? We have enough money in the house. You don't need to, who's going to take care of the kids? Who's going to take care of the house? There's a lot of resistance at that point. But once these women come in and um, have taken that, they have to take that first step. You know, there's going to be that resistance. They have to, uh, they're going to be, you know, pulled back by a lot of people, even that their own kids will pull, pull them back saying, you know, what is going to happen and whatnot. So once they have taken that first step and they're independent, other people around them see how happy she is, how confident she is. And with, then the resistance changes. In fact, there's more support at that point. So the resistance is even before, you, before, before the women take the first step for themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's really so inside out. It's like because you're feeling guilty, then everyone around you, like your kids are making you feel guilty, your husband and everybody's making you feel guilty. Yeah. But if you don't feel guilty about it and you're feeling good about it, that itself can be infectious to others, right? Exactly. Exactly. What about, how do you see it changing now that this, like, it's already been, like, this is the second year we are going through the pandemic, right? So, how do you think, how do you see, like, society as a whole, like, if this keeps happening, what is the direction in which we are going?
2: So, uh, I I hope this doesn't keep happening, but uh, (laughs) you know, uh, you know, it's, it's, if we can give them more work from home opportunities and there are more employers who are more comfortable now and have the right infrastructure and technology to support work from home, I think we will be able to put more women into the workforce, which will bring that equality that we need. Uh, and uh, there'll be more leaders in the, in, in the future who will uh, be able to be you know, role models for these other women. So I think. It, it would be great if, um, if more employers can have more work from home opportunities. And, um, you know, we can, we can motivate and empower, you know, few more thousands of women to uh, start and be in the workforce.
1: Yeah.
2: Whether it's pandemic or not pandemic, I, I really want the pandemic to get over now. Uh, but, you know, we I really want that we can, we can support more
1: women. Mm, yeah i know and i feel you on the pandemic wanting the pandemic to get over yeah uh yeah i think many of us are like ready for the <laughs> ready for it to be over and yeah. waiting for it to be over um i is it is it like uh you know you had a lot of um i mean in terms of covid itself right like did was that something that uh i mean of course like the whole, there's a there's a positive part of it, which is that like everyone started working from home. That suits your business model because it's about working from home. Uh, but then there is the whole COVID issue and, you know, a lot of people, I think just need help at this time. They need someone to talk to. There's a lot of therapy. Like I see messages about like, you know, children whose parents have died in COVID and they have no one to call or they are put for adoption, you know, like a lot of yeah. such... So what are some of the things you've seen in like the domestic, uh, like um, in these work from home situations that have impacted? Uh, because so at the beginning of
2: last year, I think when we were contacting women um, for work from home opportunities, they were like, you know, we don't have maids at home. We don't have uh, um, any kind of help. Uh, we, so we don't have time for work from home, you know, so they were not ready for working from home at that point. But I think this year it's changed quite a bit um, from that perspective um, that, you know, more women are now ready for working from home. But yes, we get a lot of uh, women reaching out to us for um, also there's still there are a lot of women also in the griefing um, stage right now. You know, they've lost their husband, their father or the earning member of their family. So there are, there's still a lot uh, of uh, mental, um, you know, trauma, I would say rather uh, that um, they're going through and uh, we're, we're not pushing it as much. We want women to, um, you know, come out of that grieving stage and then take the work from home opportunity that we can offer them. So uh, there, there we are providing counseling sessions to women who would like to come and talk to us and say, see where they fit in the industry if they haven't worked in the past but now would have to come up and uh, support their family. So yes, we are providing them counseling sessions, um, helping them understand uh, where they would fit. Build their resumes, helping them with an interview preparation as well.
1: Yeah, that sounds really intense because it's like, it's, it's just so much more than just giving them a job. Like it's so much more than that. That's what it's yeah. sounding like to me.
2: Yes, it's, it's just a lot more in the beginning before we can get them placed, you know, because they haven't worked in the last 10, 15 years or whatever, five years as well. They need that upskilling, they need that counseling, they need that extra push. And that's what we had them with. Yeah,
1: yeah. So this was like, uh,
0: uh, is, there, is there any, what is
1: one thing you would say to a woman who has, um, you know, Maybe she's, uh, she is in some grieving state, and but she does want to lift herself up and she wants to uh, you know, do something, make a change in her life. So what is what would you say to such a person? Um, so other
2: than the I mean, there are two, two parts to your question. One is the women who are still in the grieving um, stage. I think um, everybody needs that time. Uh, you know, if you have lost somebody, uh, you're, you know, somebody in your family, you need to take that time. Um, so I wouldn't push those women at this point. Uh, take your time. Um, you know, everybody has a different time frame that they need. Um, so whenever you are ready um, to come back to the workforce, I would say that is, you know, give the best you can. And, um, you know, there's a lot that you can do, you know. So having that confidence, um, is all that you need. I think the self-motivation and push is all that you need uh, to be successful. There's a lot of opportunities available. Once you have taken the first step, the, the sky's the limit. So just, you know, um, be, uh, be re- I mean, just do it for yourself, I would say, just do it for yourself uh, and uh, rest will take, you know, rest of the things will fall in
1: that's so beautiful. Thank you for that advice and I think that like wraps up all my questions also yeah. and Niti, uh, uh, to conclude do you um, do you want to talk about the free gift that uh, from Queen's side will be offering?
2: Sure. So we'll be offering free counseling sessions to uh, anybody who is uh, I guess watching this interview and uh, wanting to take, uh, you know, get back to workforce, we will be offering a free counseling session. We will send the link to Kalika and she'll put it up in the comment section. So do sign up for any counseling help that you need and what we can help you with. We will, we're there to support. We want more and more women to come back to the workforce. Uh, whether it's returning back to, you know, work in the office as a second career, or whether it's work from home, we really want to support and um, help more women out there. So, um, you know, believe in yourself, and uh, we're there to
1: help you. Wow, thank you. Actually, this is is so inspiring for me, because I feel you are someone who is that you like an embodiment, what we call an embodiment of both like the masculine and feminine. You know, you have both those sides in you and I think you're able to, through your work, develop that in other women also. So thank you for uh, sharing this with me and um, with everyone who's listening and and for the generous gift of counseling uh, people um, who are, and I know many such women who really They just need maybe that one uh, somebody to say, to just initially believe in them, you know, because they haven't just believed in themselves for maybe many years. So um, that, just that itself is a huge, it's a huge thing for anyone to be given that. And if you
2: can't believe in yourself, there's no way others can believe in you, right? So the first thing everybody needs to do is believe in themselves and then, is where any other, uh, any other person, whether it's your family member, your friends, or your employer can believe that you can do something. So, you know, um, just believing in yourself, I would say is the first thing you need to do. And it's, it's not that difficult, to be honest.
1: Okay, on that very Halika. inspiring note. Uh, thank you again, Neeti. For thank just- you, Halika. For your time. Thanks very much.